got a message. It's a message for those that are getting baptized. So um, it's not just for them. It's for everybody. And it's the word of God. So it's going to speak to your heart. But I'm going to try and get through it quick. It's only 5 to 12, so I'm doing all right. That's <laughs> what so the clock says. So I'm good. Um, so <laughs> praise God. Um, yeah, so... Someone can slander you, slander you and your name, yeah? Someone can say certain things about you and people will believe it and then you can actually be found guilty of something that you haven't done, yeah? And you may have to go to court, yeah? To, to, or to some kind of place or some kind of uh, group to try and plead your innocence. Um, you look to try and clear your name so that people would then start to see you different from what has been said, yeah? Um, today's title of the message is Fight to Clear Your Name. If you've got a Bible, go to Genesis 32, 22. If you're new here, and a new Christian, it's the first book of the Bible. Made it easy for you. Okay, so it's cool. But Genesis 32, verse 22. Um, some guys today, we, we were able to give them their first Bibles, their first, uh, their first Bible, which is awesome. But what happens is people actually donate towards that so God is saving so many people right now people coming to the Lord but we really love to be able to give out Bibles to like proper Bibles full Bibles complete Bibles to new believers so if you want to be someone that can just say I want to sponsor somebody so that they can have a Bible then that 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 is there please do um, because it, it, everyone needs a word and I've loved loved having conversations with the new guys the guys that have come to Jesus saying I can't wait to get into the word of God can't wait to have my own Bible. I'm like, ah, oh, this is awesome. This is what we want to hear. Okay, verse 22. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent them over what he had. Okay, we're going to come back to this. So just remember Jabbok, just in case I forget, all right? Just remember this, um, that we need to come back to this. Okay, verse 24. Then Jacob was left alone. Okay. Really, really important lesson for every single believer, okay? Isolation is not something that I'm ever going to recommend, okay? I'm never going to say it's good to be just on your own, just in your own misery and pity party, because that's what we do, yeah? We, when we're on our own, and we're in our own company, and with our own thoughts, it turns into a complete disaster, yeah? And we saw this during lockdown, how the suicide rate went up or mental health went up because people were isolated, weren't able to connect with people. And, and that's what happens. It's just, it's the enemy's playground, yeah? However, if you do not conquer having a relationship with God when you're on your own, then you will not be able to walk with God fully. Because if you're relying on the gathering or the gatherings, or other people, there will always be times, probably a massive percentage of our life, where we're on our own. You need to know how to have a relationship with God in isolation. You need to know how to have a relationship with God when you're not around anyone else. So whilst I will tell you till the cows come home, whatever that means, okay, to get to the gathering and be at the gathering, it's very healthy, it's part of the walk, it's a command of God, the most important relationship you need to invest in is the one with Jesus. And it comes 
in the closet. It comes when you're on your own with him. If you can conquer that, then COVID can hit. Everyone can be in lockdown, but you're going to be okay. Because you know that God hasn't left you. God isn't only here on a Sunday. Yeah, God isn't only through those people. God is with you. God is for you. He's around you. So there's a really important lesson here. Learn how to have a relationship with God. So when you're in your downtime, yeah, when you're in your time when it's just you, you're, you're not with your mates, you're not at church, you're not whatever it is, other things you do, you're not at work. What do you do with your time? If you are struggling, my question would be, how much time this week did you invest in God personally? How much time did you set aside to spend time with him? Just you and him. Not you and Netflix and him. Yeah? Not you and scrolling Facebook and him. How much time did you set aside? Because we can be like, oh, I'm really struggling really low this week. Be like, but actually, how much time have you invested with God? Because you're not likely to say those things. Has anyone ever spent time with God and then come out of it going, I, I just, life sucks? You don't. If anyone's coming up to you and saying, man, I'm really low right now, I will say, how is your walk with God? How are you spending time with him? How are you doing right now? Not because stuff's hitting, this stuff happens, yeah? Sometimes you'll be like, this is happening in my life and I'm struggling. Yeah, we talk about those things. I'm talking about that. When people are just low. Why are you low? Probably because you haven't spent time with him. Because you spend time with him, he lifts you up. He pours in. He speaks to you. He encourages you. Learn how to have a relationship with God in isolation. Because where can the enemy go at you next? Because if he can get you away from the gathering, which he can do quite a lot, especially if you have children, you might not be able to make it here. One of the children falls sick, you're not going to get here. He, he can get at you with you not being in the gathering. But if you can conquer not being in the gathering, because you can have a personal relationship with God, how can he get to you? I'm all right. I'm with the Lord right now, even in, with the live stream on, even in my car right now, even, even though there's no one around right now, I'm good. The enemy will have a lot less power over you if you can conquer this. So I'm going to recommend always be at the gathering, be around people, really, really major part of your walk with God. But the most important part is your personal investment in him. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Okay, so Jacob is renowned for being someone who would create a situation. Yeah, he was a manipulator. He would create a situation that would ensure that he comes out best. Yeah? He was brilliant at it. He would, he would create a situation and then it would be manipulated, but the person wouldn't know they'd be manipulated. But at the end of it, Jacob would be blessed from it. The name Jacob actually also means deceiver. Sorry if your name's Jacob. Your mom and dad obviously didn't clearly look that up. Okay, but... <laughs> Awkward. Um, Jacob, according to many scholars here, is wrestling with God. He tries to do the trick 
the manipulation, the same thing on God that he did with his father and that he did with his brother, which is to dupe God into giving him something he doesn't have the right to. Yeah? He's trying to get God to give him something he doesn't have the right to. God says to him, what is your name? And he says, Jacob. Do you think God knows Jacob's name? Do you think Jacob, God knows who Jacob is? He's not asking Jacob for his name because he doesn't know Jacob's name. He's asking a very different question here. He isn't looking for knowledge of what his name is. He's not looking for whom Jacob sees. He's looking for whom Jacob sees himself as. I wonder if God was to ask you the same question right now, how you would answer. Would you identify with something from your past? Would you choose a label? Would you point out your mistakes and failures or be the victim of someone, something that someone else has done to you? If someone was to ask you who you are, what's your name? What would we respond? Maybe a different question. How are you? What defines you? Who would you say that you are? Maybe it would sound like this. I am abused. I am a divorcee. I am a criminal. I am an addict. I am a victim. I am depressed. I'm childless. I'm alone. I am lost. I am in shame. I'm unforgivable. I am disgusting. I am this diagnosis. God is not asking you what you were. He's not asking you what you were. Like Jacob, you have met God. Who's met God here? Who wrestled God? I know you all did. We all fought God. Yeah, we're stubborn so-and-sos. We fight and we fight to go everywhere but to God. We fought God, yeah? We fought God. We fought him and we fought him and we fought him. We didn't fight him to go on and win. We fought him to fight him off. Fight him away. Keep him away. We fought God, yeah? Aren't you thankful that God prevailed in that fight? I am. Anyone got a bit of a limp afterwards? Some memories, yeah? Who are you? Who are you? What is it that people are saying over you right now? New Christians. But everything's come out of the closet now, isn't it? Oh, let me tell you what I saw you do last week or the week before. They probably didn't even have to go very far and just show you some Facebook pictures. But is that who you are? Or is that who you were? Who are you? I said this a few weeks ago, but we've got into a habit of introducing our children, not by their names, but, hi, this is ADHD. Yeah? We talk about their diagnosis. Like, we're, like, we're almost in the playground, so let me tell you about my child. This is mental health. Yeah? You're like, is that, what, is, is that the first name? Or? We're like, no, no, we're just comparing, aren't we? What's your child's name? 
we, we talk in a language now where we start defining our, uh, our lives, who we are, by our mistakes, by our mess, by who we were. Do you know Jesus says this, uh, or the word of God says, um, our sin is as far as the east is from the west, yeah? It's separated, yeah? God is separated. It's so f- far away. It's literally, it just doesn't end, yeah? Yeah, we, we, will, we will sin. Yeah, anyone a sinner? Yep, good. Glad I'm, I thought I was in the church of perfect people. Good. Okay, yeah, so we're all sinners. We're going to mess up, okay? I'm telling you now, newsflash, it doesn't matter really how extraordinary your beginning of your walk with Jesus is, you will mess up. There are far more um, amazing men and women of God in the word of God that you would read and think, wow, look at the way they started. Look how they, look what God did in their life. They still messed up. People that hung out with Jesus physically messed up. So we're going to mess up. It's okay. It's not okay to keep messing up. It's not okay to keep staying there. But we are going to mess up. So if I mess up to yesterday, does that define who I am today? No, it shouldn't. Because God says his mercies are new every morning. I just need to come to him. I need to say, God, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to live like that anymore. I want to turn away from that. But what the world will do, the enemy will do, and we will do is say, no, there is no future for you now. Look what you did. It's the opposite of the gospel. It's blotted out. Jesus blotted out our sin. Not because of our righteousness or our works or what we did, but because of who he is. Who are you? Do you get this? Do you understand who you are? This isn't a license to sin. It's not a license to go and do things you shouldn't be doing. God will take care of that. God will reveal things to you and he will convict you of your sin. People here will be able to point you through the word of God to things that you might have questions about. But if you allow the enemy to condemn you with every mistake you're going to make, then we're all going to be sat in a pit together, aren't we? Going, I'm worse than you. And you're like, no, I'm worse than you. Or are we going to be defined by who God calls us? And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Isn't it amazing that we got to prevail? Do you know, do you know this is what's amazing about this thing? Is it looks like Jacob wins a battle with God, yeah? It looks like he wins the fight, but he doesn't actually win the fight that he thinks he's winning. Yeah? He thinks he's won a fight because he wouldn't let go. But God's like, actually, your hip's out of joint now and you're going to limp for the rest of your life. And we know this because he has a stick later on in life. So we know that the limp stayed. Okay? So he doesn't actually come out of it by winning. But he actually does win. Just like you. And just like me. When we fought God. God, God, we went into a fight with God and we said, God, I'm coming, kicking and screaming. Yeah? And we're fighting him off. I don't want to know this rubbish. Why is that person keep inviting me to church? Why do they keep saying this stuff? I don't want to hear it. Oh, man. Oh, why is he telling me about Jesus again? Why can't he just come down the pub and get drunk with me like he used to? Why does he keep doing this? Why do they keep saying this stuff? I don't want to hear any more of it, God. I don't want to just get lost fighting God off. We've all been doing it. But when we really get into the fight, 
When we really start wrestling with God, it's not a fight you're going to win through the mindset of getting him to be convinced that he's going to allow you to carry on in the mess that you're in. What he's going to do, he's going to rename you. He's going to change your name. So when you started fighting God, was the beginning of the end of who you were. And now, he's saying, right. He says, I will not let you go until you bless me. Is that not what it sounded like when we came to Jesus? I can't do it on my own. Save me. I'm in a mess, God. We don't even deserve it. He doesn't even deserve it. He doesn't deserve the blessing. Read his life. He doesn't deserve it. And he's holding on. He's like, I'm not letting go unless you bless me. And he gets something he didn't deserve. And so do we. He gave us something we don't deserve. Please do not sit there and say, I'm a mess. I'm broken. I'm too unforgivable. I messed up. Yes to all of that. Me too. We've all fall short. And we're all a mess. We do not deserve the blessing of salvation, and yet here we are. Because what? It's a free gift. So God renames Jacob, known as a deceiver. Maybe you're the one known as the one that had an abortion. Maybe you ended up with severe mental health, and everyone knows you about because of that. Maybe you were the adulterer that everyone knows. Maybe you're the person that can't have children. Maybe you're the person who is, was a criminal, an addict, an abusive person. Maybe you're a victim of what people have done to you. God renamed Jacob. No, that's not who you are. You're no longer the deceiver. That's not who you're going to be anymore. That's not how I am going to see you anymore. Don't let these labels be brought in. Continue. Once God has renamed you. That's not who you are. When we encounter God, we come to him. Even when we're trying to fight him. But it ends. That encounter ends with us having a new identity. Isn't that good? If someone asks who you are, church, how will you answer? How will you answer? You're going to tell them all the things you did wrong or the things he's done for you? Are you going to tell them about who you were? Are you going to tell them about who he says you are? Israel means God's fighter. That's his new name. How about we start acknowledging that we no longer are defined by what was or what was put on us or put on by ourselves. But rather that we would know that we are God's fighters. Did you fight? I think so. Has life been easy? Have you had to fight through some pretty nasty stuff? No? Yeah? So you had to fight through the rubbish, the muck, 
Yeah? The dirt, the mud, worse. You had to fight through that to get to where you are now, yeah? So you are God's fighter, are you not? Are you breathing? Oh, wow, you've been fighting your whole life because if you're still breathing, God's got a plan. But you had to fight for every breath because the enemy wanted to snuff you out. The world wants to tell you you're not good enough over and over and over again. It's not who you are. Not anymore. You are God's fighter. Start proclaiming it over your life. No, I'm a fighter. I fought God. I lost and won. I lost my life and gained him. Yeah? We fight God. We won't win. But we will win. Because we gain everything. Everything. Last week. When our nothing becomes everything. But you're not, aren't you the person that did this thing? Aren't you the one I saw that was, you know, doing that thing? Isn't that right, Callum? Didn't I see you doing something the other day? Yeah? No, 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 no. I fought. I had to fight to get here. You don't know my story. You don't know what I went through. You don't know me. You just got Instagram pictures. That's not who I am. That's who I was. Aren't you a victim? These people did stuff to you. You can be sad. Cry a lot. Eat marshmallows. Aren't you the victim? Aren't you the victim of what these people have done to you? No. I'm in victory. Yeah, these things happen. But they don't define me. Those people, those things, they don't define who I am. Because I have been given victory over it. Is that how we talk? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I should probably feel sad for a bit longer. Yeah, you're right. Let's do that. No, 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 that's not who I am. Sorry. You've got me mixed up with someone else. Yeah, but I remember you were the one that got drunk. You took drugs. You slept around. Didn't you have a reputation? Haven't you got a reputation? When you wanted, went crazy? Aren't you the one that got divorced? Aren't you the one that had the abortion? Isn't that who you are? No, I'm not that person anymore. That's not who I am. That's not who I am. That's who I was. But it's not who I am. Because God gave me a new name. And he calls me his fighter. Why? Because I fought to get here. Not anymore. I fought past it. It's no longer who I am. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, what is it? What is, is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. God's really good at just avoiding some questions sometimes. And um, so Jacob called and named the name of the place, Penal, which for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over, the sun rose on him and he limped 
on his hip. Yeah? Do you, do you got some wounds? Yeah, I've got some wounds. You got some wounds? We take those wounds with us, yeah? But they don't define who we are. And they're not wounds that need to be unopened opened again. They're just reminders of who we, where we were, came from. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle of that part of the hip. Yeah? It's a bit weird. I don't know why you would eat human hips, but you know. <laughs> when we fight God, we will never be the same again. What about you? When you fought God, were you the same again afterwards? I was never the same again. I was never the same again. He changed my life. He renamed me. I was called a mistake my whole life. He says, I'm your, you're my son. I call you my son. He changed my life. I fought him. I lost that fight and won everything. How's that even possible? I didn't even win. You can only win stuff by winning. That's what we're told. Not the Bible. The Bible says you will win by losing. It's no longer your life, but him that lives in you. But Jacob became Israel. Jacob asked to be blessed. Okay. So we can be given a new identity, yeah? There's plenty of them There's all through the word, who God says we are, not who we were, okay? Let's read Genesis. Skip forward to Genesis chapter 49 from verse 29. This is the very end of Jacob's story, okay? Or his life. Then he charged them and he said, I am to be gathered to my people. Bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron, the Hittite, and the cave um, is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre, in the land of Canaan, which Abraham brought with the field of Ephron, the Hittite, as possessed for the burial place. I don't even know why I had to read all that out, to be honest. There, there they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is where um, there were purchased from the sons of Heth. And when Jacob had finished commanding his sons... He drew his feet up to the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. This is the last account of Jacob's life, okay? Now, the author who many believe is to be Moses, does he write Israel? And if you read through, I've did this, read from Genesis 32 where we were, when God renames him, to Genesis 49, there are instances where Israel, the name Israel, is used. But predominantly, Jacob is written. God states that his name would no longer be Jacob, but Israel. But right at the end, he is still labeled Jacob. This got me thinking. Even though we are renamed, yeah? 
It's God's name over us. This is how God sees you. Yeah? Not necessarily how we see ourselves and not necessarily how others would see ourselves. We can still go around in life allowing people to identify us incorrectly. And we take more of Jacob with us than we should. So that's how people still identify us. But that isn't who you are. Stop allowing people to throw the labels of what you were over you today. Stop allowing the enemy to deceive you into thinking you're still that person. Get this. We have to still fight the rest of our walk to get the Jacob out and the Israel in. Yeah. People still got Jacob in their life. Yeah. We still got some of Jacob there, unfortunately, but it's just true. But we are fighting for the Jacob to go so that Israel can be fully seen. Yeah. Now, how do you do this? How do you do this? We got to fight. Yeah. We need to fight to clear our name. Yeah. We have to fight to clear our name. We, not, not justification. Not like, oh, I need to show you something. I need, to, I need to give you some kind of evidence that, because some people can just be nasty and they're never going to listen, okay? But we need to be a people that are willing to fight to clear our name so that we are seen as Israel, not as Jacob. That we are seen as children of God, not of the drunken, messy, messed up people that we once were. And I added drunken, but you could add any list, any label to that. But we do this not by saying that we're different. It doesn't work. How many people say there are Christians around the world? I'm a Christian. Like, really? Show me. You want, you want to clear your name. Show people Jesus. Show them. Don't tell them. Don't just say, oh, yeah, Jesus. I'm a follower of Jesus. Show them through the way you treat them, the way you act, and the way you live that you follow Jesus. That's how we clear our name. That's how we get further away from what was to being who he says we are. Talk is cheap. Words don't mean anything if you don't back them up with action. Faith without works, dead. Yeah? Show people. Fight to clear your name. Okay, the story is not over. Though. <laughs> so, Jacob is called Israel. Yeah? So his name's actually supposed to be Israel. Out of his, he has 12 sons, okay? Got a little bit busy. But he had 12 sons. Those 12 sons make up the tribes or the lands that get divided to make up a land called 
Israel. Is it called the land of Jacob today? No. It is known as the land of Israel. The land of Israel. That's how Jacob is remembered today. Israel. We're not talking about Jacob. We're talking about Israel. That land exists today. But what is amazing is the story is not over because what God is going to do in you will come out of you. And it will change. So that name that he's given you, that re-identification that he's given you, it's not just words. He's put it in you so that it can come out of you to come become the promise. That's what God did with, his, with Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. He didn't even know it. He didn't even know. He didn't know he had 12 sons. He didn't even know what God was doing in that moment. He had, well, at this moment he had 11. One was on his way. He had the sons. He didn't know anything about that. That they were going to become Israel. Through Israel. What is about to come out of you is what's going to change the world. What's God put in? What has God put into you? Those who came from Jacob became known as Israel. God says, you're no longer the deceiver. Out of you will come Israel. Out of you. Going back to Jabuk, you didn't remind me, but um, I have some of my notes. Jabuk is a river, it is believed to be the place where Jacob fought God for his new identity. Now it's at the border, this is what it's believed, it's at the border of two lands. One side is a land belonging to someone else, but the border of where he's crossing is one of the borderlines of what is about to become known as Israel. He has to cross over the water from one land into the land that is going to become known as Israel. And God says, your name is no longer Jacob, but Israel. He fights with God. He lets God go. God says, your name's now Israel. And then he crosses the stream into what is going to be known as Israel. Where you stand with God right now, what situation you're in right now might look like you're fighting God. It might look a little bit messy. But God will change the landscape. He's going to change the landscape. You might be in a place, but that same place you're in, not too far ahead, is going to be very different. It's going to look very different. God is about to change the landscape. You fought for it. Watch what God is going to do. What is in you is going to come out. What you are fighting for and where you are fighting it will become the promise. Where you are right now is going to turn into the promise. Can you imagine that? That he was fighting God. It's all a mess. And then, and then God says, no, we're going to rename you. We're going to change everything now. 
you're never going to be the same again. And that same place becomes a place known as Israel. Keep fighting to clear your name. So Israel crossed into the land that would eventually be known as Israel. And the 12 sons that he birthed, or not him personally, but he helped. Um, yeah. They became the tribes that made up the land of Israel. God is giving you a new identity. Do you know the potential of what God has put in you? God has said, you are now Israel. No longer are you this. You are not your past. You are a new creation. I'm pouring that into you right now. This is who you are. But he's not pouring it into you so you can sit there and go, I've been poured into. He's pouring it into you so that you can take hold of what he's saying and do something with it. What was poured in to Jacob came out as Israel. And Israel stands today. I don't, it's not known as the land of Jacob. It's known as the land of Israel. It may have taken a while for Jacob to go. But one day we're going to get there. One day we'll be complete. Okay, I haven't got, I'm going to have to do this with you because I feel like I'll be a hypocrite. If you've got your Bible, I'm not going to flick every page, but I'm just, just going to make a point, okay? So if you find um, Genesis, wherever we were, well, you can, if you're there, you're there, aren't you? So Genesis-ish, now flick with me, just flick through like a few pages at a time, you know, like, like I am. If you're using your app, you'd be like. <laughs> oh, I'm in Deuteronomy now. Anyone there yet? Keep going. Oh, here we are. Nearly there. Keep going till you get to Joshua 21, 43. Just keep going. I'm just letting you know what is in between, yeah? Jacob, there's a lot of Jacob in between here. But let's have a look. A lot of the old stuff. A few things get carried in. 21 verse 43. Mine's titled, The Promise Fulfilled. But it says this. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land which he had sworn to give to their fathers. And they took possession of it and dwelt in it. Joshua, not Jacob, not Moses, but a little bit further down the road, it's Joshua that crosses the water. Oh, by the way, the, the stream, the river I was talking about comes out of the Jordan, yeah? And it's the Jordan that they cross over to go into the promised land. And it's through Joshua that this happens. And eventually Joshua breaks up the lands using the tribe's 
of Jacob, yeah, to break the lands up, to create the land of Israel, promise fulfilled. You just need to know simply that if God has said it, he will do it. Just have patience. Trust him. It will come. And some people will keep saying you're Jacob. Some people will say you are who you were, weren't you? Some people would even say in, in your walk with God, oh, you're like you were last week. Nah, I repented. Sorry, I put it right with God. I'm not that. Yeah, I did mess up. But I'm not defined by that. I'm still working through some stuff. Jacob is still on his way out. But one day, I will be fully Israel. I will be a complete picture of perfection in Christ. It's when you're dead. Sorry, if you didn't know that. But, <laughs> but I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know that we're going to get there where the picture is complete. The promise will be fulfilled. But we're going to be working some of Jacob out. But don't let people keep Jacob in. Don't let the world keep Jacob in. And do not let yourself keep Jacob in. You leave it at the brook. You leave it at the stream. So if you're here today, I want to give you the opportunity. If you have not made a commitment to Jesus, I'm going to give you the opportunity to come to Jesus today. We're also going to give you the opportunity for, to get baptized along with some of the people that are getting baptized today to start that journey. But I just want to give a little picture of baptism through this story. This river, as I said before, connects to the Jordan. What is on one side of the river with Jacob? Fighting God. Yeah, we fight God. God brings us through it. He renames you. He wants to give you a new identity. He says, I'm not going to be calling you that anymore. If you come to me, if you just submit, if you just stop fighting and you give in, I'm going to give you a new name. Yeah, Israel. I'm going to give you a new name. And it goes like this. You are now my son. You are now my daughter. Do you know? You are my masterpiece. That's what God says. Do you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? This is what God says. Not what the world says. Not what Jacob says. This is what the world says. You are incredible to God. So much so. That you are worth dying for. You are worth dying for. You don't deserve the blessing. I don't deserve the blessing. But Jesus says you are worth it. You are worth it. And so what happens is we come to Jesus we come to God, we submit to God, he renames us and we cross the water into our new name. Not literally, think about it, Israel crossed into Israel. And that's the promise. You will cross into your new walk with God. The old is gone, the word says, but the new has now come. You are a new creation. And you have the opportunity here today to start that journey with God, a new creation. So I'm, if we can all stand, we're just going to pray a simple prayer. But if you would like to pray this prayer with me.
to receive Jesus into your life so that he can rename you, so that you will not be defined by your mistakes, who you were any longer, but you would receive God into your life, that you would never be the same again. That you would never be the same again. That would be amazing. So I'm going to pray this prayer. People that are believers in this room are going to pray it. And they're going to repeat it after. If you want to pray this prayer, pray it. God says this. He says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. It doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be so we can hear it, But it needs to be so he can hear it. Okay? That he knows that you're willing. That you're starting to do this. Get rid of your pride. Give it up now. Surrender to God. Submit. No more fighting God. It's time to go with God. It's time to fight with God. No more fighting him. No more fighting him. Stop fighting him. It's now the chance for you to start a journey with Jesus. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray this prayer out. It's a very simple prayer. But God, if you ask him, will come into your life. Maybe you're here and you haven't been walking with God the way you know that you should have. Maybe you're online and you're watching right now and you haven't given your life to Jesus and you just want to come back to God maybe you're, you're here today you haven't been walking the way you should and you want to start a journey with him pray this prayer too with us receive him back into your life come home God is saying come home but if you want to pray this prayer right now just pray this prayer with us Father God please forgive me for ignoring you and doing things my way I choose today to turn from my old way of living and I now want to live a life following your Bible. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross and defeating death that I can have eternal life. I call on your name and I ask, please come into my life that I would be saved and Holy Spirit, I ask, will you come and fill me that I would never be the same again? Amen. Now I'm going to ask you to do something really brave. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, if you prayed that prayer to receive God into your life, to say, I'm going to start a journey with Jesus today. I don't want to fight him anymore. I don't want to be remembered by what I did. I want to be remembered by who he says. Or maybe you've come back to him today. We just something really brave and just put your hand in the air and say, I'm starting that journey with Jesus today. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God.